Welcome back to Instrumental, a podcast that reviews music psychology research and gives you tips for using music in your everyday life. I'm Bria, your host, and I just want to give you a heads up that this episode's a little shorter than usual because my sister is visiting me for her birthday, and I procrastinate and didn't have time to organize a full 25-minute episode. So I guess this will be the first mini-episode, mini-zode, micro-zode, teeny-zode, whatever you want to call it. Happy birthday to my sister. Next week, I'll be back with a fuller-length episode, but today we are still posing a question about music psychology. Today's is, how can music impact our shopping behaviors? Does background music actually influence whether we spend more money? Keep listening to find out more. When you go out shopping, how often do you notice music playing in the store? Sometimes the music may be inconspicuous, easy listening music, or sometimes the music can be so forward and so loud you might feel like you're in a nightclub. But have you ever thought about how that music might be influencing how you're acting while you're in the store? Sometimes the music in retail settings is strategically chosen to influence consumer behavior, not in like a conspiracy theory play it on backwards and you'll hear a subliminal message kind of way, but music can have a subtle but meaningful effect on how you shop. First, let's talk about how music can impact shopping behavior by influencing our unconscious associations with the products that we're perusing. The first study we're going to cover today was done by Charles S. Araney and David Kim, who changed the background music in a wine store. And this was a real-world setting, not a simulated lab environment. Here's what happened. On Friday and Saturday evenings for two months, shoppers who came into the wine store heard either Top 40 popular music or classical music. While people were shopping for wine, there was an observer behind the counter who posed as an employee, and they were secretly making notes of several of the shopping behaviors, including how many bottles of wine were examined, like if someone read the label for more than three seconds, how many bottles of wine were actually picked up off the shelf, how many total items were purchased, and the total amount of money customers spent. Here are the results. They found that no matter what type of music was playing, customers examined the same number of items, handled the same number of items, spent the same amount of time in the store, and bought the same number of items. But when there was classical music on in the background, customers spent more money because they were purchasing more expensive bottles of wine. The researchers attributed this difference in spending because classical music was cueing what behavior was more appropriate for the environment. The classical music could have been indicating that the shoppers were in a refined place where people spend more money, and feeding into the stereotypes that wine is a snobby, elitist drink in general. The classical music might also have been communicating that the wine within the store was of higher prestige and quality, and thus people just felt comfortable spending more money because they felt like they were getting a better product. Alright, but some critics might argue that because there is only one type of item available for purchase, 
Maybe these results mean that classical music increases sales for anything, not just wine. Well, here's a second study uh, done by Adrian North, David J. Hargreaves, and Jennifer McKendrick that looked at how background music influenced in-store wine purchases, but their study examined whether even more specific musical associations can influence shoppers' choices. Here's what happened. In the wine aisle of a supermarket, the researchers set up a display with two types of wine. One side had little French flags and featured French wine, and the other side of the display had German wines and, of course, little German flags. All the wines were about the same price and the same degree of sweetness. And over two weeks, customers walking past this display heard either French folk music... or German folk music. And to make sure that there was equal representation on the display, the music switched every day for two weeks. So day one might have been French music, day two might have been German music, and then back to French music and so on. And also the sides that the French and German wines were displayed on were switched halfway through the experiment. Over the two weeks, observers kept track of how many bottles of French and German wine were sold. If customers purchased a bottle from the display, these observers also followed up in the store and had the customers fill out a quick questionnaire about their wine purchase. The results found that music had a significant impact on the type of wine customers purchased. On days that German music was playing, 65% of bottles sold were of German wine, And on days French music was playing, 83% of bottles sold were of French wine. The researchers hypothesized that either type of folk music activated shoppers' associations with either Germany or France, which could have influenced their decisions. Even though there was a significant difference in sales depending on what music was playing, shoppers were not necessarily aware of how the music could have been impacting their choices. On the questionnaires, shoppers did not report preferring wine from either country, and even when asked outrightly about the music and their wine purchase, only 14% of shoppers said that music influenced their choice at all. In the article discussion, the study's researchers suggested that music can prime or activate our knowledge about a product, and that can make our selection of that product more likely, even if we're not consciously aware of how the music is influencing us. I think my next question would be, like, would knowing how much music can potentially nudge us to buy something, um, based on what music we're hearing in the background, could being aware of this fact make us less susceptible to making a certain purchase? I don't know if there's an answer to my question yet, but a lot more research has been done around many aspects of music and shopping not just music and wine purchases like I've included in this episode so far. Quickly, I'm going to go over some highlights of a meta-analysis about the effects of background music in retail settings done by Francine Garland and Catherine Owen. And quickly, a meta-analysis is a type of study that pulls a bunch of studies data together and analyzes these findings as a whole to get a better, more robust picture of a psychological phenomenon. So this meta-analysis is pretty comprehensive, but here are just a few conclusions that Garland and Owen came to. 
First, background music in general only has a small to moderate impact on our behavior as shoppers. When we're in a store, there are a lot of other factors that go into designing a retail environment, and our decisions as shoppers are based on more than just music that's being piped in over the stereo system. Music alone can't compel you to make a purchase that you weren't already planning on making, necessarily. But you probably want to know what, if any, effect music can have on our shopping behaviors. The presence of any type of music, especially if it's familiar or preferred by the shopper, can have positive effects on the shopper's emotions, and this positive emotional response could have implications for the types of purchases made or a shopper's general feelings towards a store or a brand. Music can also influence the amount of time that we spend in a store. The meta-analysis confirmed that shoppers tend to spend more time at venues that play music that's slower, at a lower volume, and familiar. So yeah, music might actually slow us down in a store, which increases the likelihood that we'll browse a little more and, of course, find items that we just need to have. But it's not just the raw amount of time that we actually spend in a store. Music can also influence how we perceive time to be passing. Specifically, if you hear music that's played at a higher volume and faster tempo, or even music that you dislike, you're going to perceive that time has passed more quickly than you've actually spent in the store. So this has implications if you're waiting around. Maybe you are waiting around in a really long line to make your purchase or waiting to talk to customer service. If you hear louder, faster music, this may make you feel more dissatisfied because you feel like you've spent more time waiting than you actually have. All right, it is takeaway time. The practical implications here are pretty straightforward if you're a business owner, but most of us don't manage a retail space. But there's a good chance that at some point you'll be in charge of setting the environment for a shared space or hosting an event. All of the research we've covered today point out how important music can be in creating an atmosphere that makes people feel comfortable and want to stay in the environment that they're already in. Let's say you're having people over um, to hang out for like a game night, or you're going to cook dinner with your partner, um, or I guess you could even say if you were like choosing the music for a really long road trip that you're doing with someone else. Even though there's no shopping involved, you may want to spend a few minutes thinking about how music can impact that shared space. Rather than just putting on your favorite music out of habit, take a minute to think about how the music might impact your event or the people you're sharing the space with. What kind of energy do you want to set? What kind of vibes and associations do you want the music to evoke? Luckily, there are a lot of curated playlists on Spotify, or you could go with like a Pandora algorithm recommendation, but even just spending a few extra moments thinking about how you want the music and the environment to interact, you can create the right mood that can become a subtle but welcoming detail for others. Thank you for listening to episode 6 of Instrumental. This was a quicker episode, so if you like this format that is a little more to the point, let me know on Twitter, or you can email any feedback to instrumentalpodcast at gmail.com, and I can make some more of these mini micro teeny episodes. 
As always, if you felt like you learned something, please share it with others with whom you think may also be interested. Check out our website, instrumentalpodcast.com, for show notes with more information on the studies that we talked about today, and I'll see you again on Friday. Thanks. Thanks.